<laughs> this is the worst because I'm actually talking to someone right now. So I'm like in my thoughts. All right. Just give us a couple of minutes and we'll make terrible jokes. It'll be great. Awesome. Great. Fantastic. Hi, my name is Brendan Patrick. Welcome to Super Lit. I am talking to a friend now. So this is uh, going to be probably the derpiest thing you've heard from me out of the two things you've listened to. But yes, Super Lit is a bi-weekly podcast talking about books that relate to the LGBTQ community. Hello. We are going to be talking about Rainbow Rowell's book, uh, Fangirl. And today I have with me my friend Sophie. Hi. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> yes, it's a very good book to talk about. And it's I'm glad that I have someone to talk about it with because I feel like I talk better when I have someone to bounce things off of. I'm very bouncy, so this will work out very well. Great. I love a good bounce. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm literally getting over that like cold that I think everyone got the week of New Year's. And I honestly feel like I'm still dying, but I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everyone collectively got sick. We all died together. It was okay. The whole world died. It's great. So, I picked out Fangirl, um, and I picked Sophie to do this with me because I feel like Sophie uh, has some personal experience with things like this. But Fangirl was one of the first books that I like really fell in love with last year. Um, I actually did a book trade with uh, my friend Katrina and she read it first and then handed it back off to me. And I what I'm such a slow reader that she literally was like, are you done yet? I need to talk to you about this book. And I was like, okay, I'm going to finish it just so I can have this conversation. And it actually, I have a, apparently an exclusive collector's edition because there's a bunch of like fan art in it um i don't know you did audiobook right sophie the first time i read it but i'm pretty sure i read it like digitally so i i don't have a physical copy of the book oh yeah it's so funny i am so used to having like a physical thing because i don't have um any of those like reading apps on my phone so my dad when like we drive back and forth all the time he listens to audiobooks pretty consistently and I read like I actually I think for me I have to have like a physical copy of something or else I'll forget about it like I have a million apps on my phone that I don't even remember downloading so I feel like I would do the same thing with audiobooks yeah I kind of have to remind myself I'm listening to audiobooks sometimes but they're like podcasts I check in on them every once in a while Make sure I'm still doing okay. That's amazing. I love hearing that. I have been listening to the same... It's not lore. I've been listening to the same... Oh, uh, No Sleep Podcast. I've been listening to the same... Like I think it's the New Year's Eve episode where they talk about this like ghost in the woods. And it's just that story. That's what I've been listening to when I've been falling asleep lately. And I've been having some really fun dreams. I fall asleep watching British game shows. So I have an ama- amazing dreams pretty much all the time. Wow. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I wake up knowing so many facts. You wake up feeling very British. Well, I'm very proud of you for admitting that. I'm glad that we can talk about your problems just like fully and, you know, publicly. Yeah, I strongly identify with the main character in this book and uh, I don't think I've grown much. Amazing. I love that. Um, yeah, when I was reading it, I was like, well, I feel like if I hadn't ever left my dorm room, I would have been this person, but I feel like because I'm, I like to think I'm an outgoing person, but I'm also shy at the same time. Riddle me that. And 
I love reading books like this because I'm like, that could have been me if I wasn't like, nope, I'm getting off my couch. I have to go do something. I need to meet people at conventions and steal and break their weapons. Such a beautiful, beautiful story. Uh, no, that this was me freshman year of college because I think the only thing that got me out of my dorm room was that my roommate was god-awful and I made a friend and she was like, come hang out with me instead. We'll sit in my dorm room and be on our computers separately, but we're in the same space. So it's like we're hanging out and socializing. Wow. Love that. I feel like that's very on brand for you. I feel like I should read the description of the book just so everyone knows like what we're talking about. So, um, the book Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. This is like the inner sleeve. <laughs> I will read it for you guys just so you know what the tea is. It's a coming of age tale of fan fiction, family, and first love. Accurate. So, yeah, it's accurate. And it's, I, uh, I love, for, I think I really relate to first love stories because I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I also probably anytime something's described as a coming of age story, I'm immediately like, oh, I'm good. Thanks. But this is so good i think it's because it's like it's not cliche it's like realistic yeah and i think i feel like i know people who are like this maybe that's uh me knowing you um but the reason i well let me i guess i should continue reading the inner sleeve before i'm like here's why i picked this book for this podcast kath is a simon snow fan okay the whole world is a simon snow fan but for Kath, being a fan is her life, and she's really good at it. She and her twin sister, Ren, ensconced themselves in the Simon Snow series when they were just kids. It's what got them through their mother leaving. Okay, first of all, the fact that I said ensconced without literally, like, ripping my tongue out, I'm very proud of myself, because I can't read aloud. I was a kid in class that could not read aloud. I'm very proud of you right now. You're doing a really good job. Good job, sweetie. I, thank you. Um, okay, so... Reading, rereading, hang out with... (laughs) See, I can't do it. Hanging out in Simon Snow forums, writing Simon Snow fan fiction, dressing up like the characters for every movie premiere. Kat's sister has mostly grown away from from fandom. (laughs) Oh my god, I can't speak. Kat's sister has mostly grown away from fandom, but Kat can't let go. She doesn't want to. Now that they're going to college, Ren has told Kat she doesn't want to be roommates. Kat is on her own, completely outside of her comfort zone. She's got a surly roommate... With a charming, always-around boyfriend, a fan fiction, uh, <laughs> a fiction-writing professor who thinks fan fiction is the end of the civilized world, a handsome classmate who only wants to talk about words, and she can't stop worrying about her dad, who's loving and fragile and has never really been alone. For Kath, the question is: Can she do this? Can she make it without Ren holding her hand? Is she ready to start living her own life? And does she even want to move on if that means leaving Simon Snow behind? Okay, here we are. I finished the inside of the book. Thank God. I'm so bad at this. So just reading like that, it's really interesting because I feel like there have been, I guess this is like the equivalent of like a Twilight Harry Potter combination. Yeah. Yeah. Where, I got those vibes. Yeah. And it's a, uh, it's very much like there are people who are like, and I still think they can't leave Harry Potter behind, which is perfectly fine. Um, I'm one of them. <laughs> thank you for admitting. I, uh, it's funny. I watched the order of the Phoenix with my friend the other day and I literally forgot watching that movie. I was like, wow, I don't remember reading this low key. I've only actually seen the movies past like the second one, maybe once because I don't like the movies at all. And I, don't really like the books later on, but I will like live and die for a good HP fanfic 
depending on the pairing. <laughs> I'm judging you from a distance, and I hope you're okay with that. That's amazing. All right, let's talk about the actual book we're supposed to talk about and not Harry Potter. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, so the first, like, literally, like, chapter of this book, as you hear me, like, flipping through the pages, I think that should just be a sound effect that's always on my channel, is me literally flipping through pages trying to find facts to talk about. I like that uh, the first page is literally like a like a fake Wikipedia page uh, from Encyclopedia, the People's Encyclopedia, a fake Wikipedia page about Simon Snow. And that's honestly... Um, probably my favorite thing and then it goes right into their like cath being i also really the one thing i really didn't like i will be 100 percent. i wish that her name was something other than cath because it just ends i feel like it's not a full name but i completely understand the meaning where it's like her name is Kath and her sister's name is ren and together they're Catherine. and it's just like why why can't you give me a full name I mean, it just adds to the fact that their mother is, like, a horrible person because she literally, they, like, describe it. And she's, like, she didn't know she was going to have twins and she didn't feel like coming up with another name. So she split it in half. And it's supposed to be this, like, weird, quirky thing about them. But I'm, like, no, your name is Cather and it's dumb. Her name is definitely Cather. And it's so funny that literally, um, first page in, it's, do you pronounce his name Levi or Levy? I think when I read it, I was reading it as Levy, but the, I'm was listening to the audiobook and she pronounces it Levi. So now it's Levi in my head. Do you remember who did the audiobook reading for yours? I can look it up real quick. I'd love to hear who did it. And while you're doing that, I the literally, I guess the first real page where it's not a Wikipedia page or Encyclopedia um, is there being a, a boy who she has no idea. This literally like the first line, there's a boy in her room. I feel like that's the perfect example of the college experience because I've had that happen where I walked into my roommate's, like my old dorm room and there just been like a strange girl in there. I'm like, who is she? Literally. And my roommate's like, Oh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I had, I was like such the worst socially anxious person, even like significantly more when I was like starting college that like if any stranger is in my room, I was immediately panicking and like trying to find pepper spray. Like I was like, what's going on? Wow. Get out of here. Like, I don't know you. Like my that's, things are in here. Like, that's not excessive at all. I was not stable probably. Well, it's, it, you know, what's really funny. How long did it take for us to realize that we went to school like right near each other? Uh, probably far too long. <laughs> I think I realized that you went to college close to me, like maybe, uh, I want to say like two years into us being in college. And I was like, wait, you go to school right there. Also, I never got to visit Kirsten when uh, she was in school in um, Delaware. I don't think I, I didn't hang out with Kirsten pretty much all through college. I think we were, we were both, well, I mean, she was like very gay and I was just like, Girls are cute sometimes. Don't talk to me. So, like, we just didn't. <laughs> we're both going through some stuff. I did find out who the uh, who read the audiobooks. Yeah, tell me who read the audiobook for me, Sophie. Uh, so, the cool thing about the audiobook, actually, is that um, the uh, Rebecca Lohman reads the main story. And then anytime there's an interval where there's any of Kath's fan fiction or excerpts from the actual book... Um, a guy reads it. His name is Maxwell Caulfield. He has like a 
amazing, like super deep, like posh British voice. And it just is uh, so like, that sounds great. I need, I, um, where did you download this book for audio reading? I just, I need to hear it for science. Well, I actually, I have audible cause I'm schmancy. No joke. I love audible because I was renting audiobooks from the library for a while. And I like, don't take, like, I like to take my time with stuff, especially if I'm enjoying it. And so I like, my audiobooks would expire from the library. And since it's like literally a digital thing that you're renting, they just take it back. Like, you can't be like, oh no, I'm keeping the book. I'm going to finish it. So then I would like get put back on the waiting list and be like, okay, I'm in the middle of this book, but I can't read it for another two months. Like, no. Wait, I'm sorry. There's waiting lists for things digitally. Yeah, I think because they only have like a certain amount of licenses that they can rent out at a time. Yeah, um, that sounds like hot trash garbage to me. Um, I feel bad for libraries. Like, why? That that's not good. It's 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 a bad time, but it's, guess, it's free. <laughs> that's true. Is what it, I've never used Audible. Um, is that free? Um, no, it's a subscription based. But basically, you pay like. I think it's like 15 bucks a month or something. And then you get a free credit for a book. So as long as you're buying, like buying with the credit, at least one audiobook a month, you're pay- you're basically just paying for the books. So like if you get multiple like, and you can get like rack up credits and stuff. So you can, it's basically, you're just basically paying to have like one audiobook a month free, but you're paying 15 bucks. So I've done it where like some of the books I'm buying are like a little bit less than that, but I've also gotten books that are like, would have been a lot more if I just bought the audiobook online. Let's get back to fangirl because that's why we're here today. As much as I want to hear about your, your gay fan fictions that you've been uh, reading. Also, thank you for educating me on audible.com. Audible.com. Happy to you know be here for a sponsorship if you need that wink wink message. <laughs> okay, so um I <clears throat> really funny, I think there's another reason why I haven't used Audible um is because the reason I literally started reading all these books is because my brother and I have a really crappy data plan, and I will say this to his face, I will say it out loud, I will talk to Verizon about it. We have four gigs between us and your board goes in grinder when he's bored. And honestly, uh, that uses a lot of data. So does Tumblr and Twitter. All of the apps that I use is just like, I have an iPhone 7 Plus, and I feel like I should automatically have unlimited free data. And I don't. So I blew through my data the one month, and I was like, okay, I need something else other than like texting to do. So um, I started reading a bunch of different books, and fangirl like i had read fangirl before this like before the apocalypse of the data but that's kind of where i got the idea for this podcast because i was like i've read so many books i want to talk about all of them sophie what was one of your like favorite things about the book let me ask you that um put you on the spot (laughs) right i'm not ready i'm not ready no i i think one of my favorite things about it is it's a very realistic description at least for me of what like being a college freshman is like because so many like teen like media just like tv shows and stuff are like yeah you're gonna get wasted and party and make all these friends and sleep with all these people it's gonna be great i was like no you're gonna hide in your dorm room and like (laughs) cling to your childhood because you have lots of social anxiety and like don't know what to do with yourself oh my god um it's funny, my college experience was, like, a weird mix of the two, where, like, 
like I said, I think I'm very outgoing, but I'm very, like I'm painfully shy at the same time. I felt like if I didn't make the friends that I did, like I would have been very lost and I wouldn't have as many pleasant like college experiences. I I had the mix of like we're going to college parties and like you're not doing well in school because you're too busy going out and having a fun time. And that was definitely my first semester of college where like I admittedly like went out too much. I always was like going to parties with friends. And then I got my report card back and I was like, oh my God, it was not cute. Um, and my second semester, I kind of like uh, not stayed in, but like I actually like paid more attention to classes. Um, I'm glad I was, be- I was able to make the huge mistake of not taking care of any of my um, classes once because uh, I definitely learned from that experience. But the rest of my freshman year, was definitely trying to hide the fact that I loved anime, that I did cosplay, that I was, like, really nerdy. Because a lot of my f- friends at school, like, weren't into that kind of stuff, I guess you could say. Sophie just had to stop our podcast so she could go get food. My, um, It's funny, you told me, I think, no, someone else told me they were having pizza for dinner. And my parents came in early and they're like, we're having pizza for dinner as I'm eating a salad. And I was like, great, thank you. Really? really glad I just ate a whole huge salad and now I'm not gonna be able to enjoy pizza the it's funny that like in the synopsis it talks about how um <laughs> I'm refraining from calling her cather because I hate it myself because it's so close <laughs> to catheter yes thank you oh my god no one gets me but you yeah no uh I really it's so funny that like her twin is just like, we're not living together. And I don't, it sounds like she's just like, I want nothing to do with you. We'll hang out like occasionally, but like, mm-mm, I'm not living with you. We've lived together too long. Or like every other depiction of twin in any kind of media, they're like, no, we're living together and we're going to be together forever. And this is us. And we're going to have a twin wedding. It's going to be fine. Um, yeah. There's so much of that. I'm going to, I'm going to tangent again real quick. Cause I've been watching <laughs> America's Next Top Model again. Why? Come on. <laughs> I can't stop. But the season that didn't have Tyra as the host, my my baby girl actually Fram is on it. But there's twins, and the one twin is like that. She's like wants to like she just wants to do everything with her sister. She loves it. She's like just doesn't hang out with them. And then the other twin is like, I literally can't like like they don't they see us as twins. They don't see me as an individual oh, yeah, human. It's the two really f- like fabulous black women, right? Oh yeah, they're both amazing. But yeah. the one. The one is like so she wants to be a twin all the time, and the other one is just like, give me space. Isn't like the one twin more? Sorry, that sounded weird. I was drinking water. Um, isn't the one twin like better too? And like the other twin's just like really not about it. Yeah, pretty much. There's like they also. I mean, the one girl is like they're both like obviously have the same face because they're twins, but the one girl's like. I'm a tomboy and they keep putting me in the feminine clothes and they put my sister in the tomboy clothes and whatever. But, but like the, yeah, the, I am not a twin. I don't have experience with it, but I feel like a lot of the times when people talk about twins, they are like, yeah, they went to college together. They dormed together. They were like creepily friendly and close. So it's like weird that cast sisters like get away from me. I don't even want to like look at you. Yeah. My experience with twins in college was that, I was friends for a very short period of time with um, these two Italian twins. Uh, and <laughs> um, yes, no, nothing. No, 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 never, ever, ever. 
uh, would never, ever. <laughs> Gross. Um, no, they were the worst. Um, but they were, like, inseparable. Like, like uncontrollably so. It was like, they were the same person. You can only tell them apart because I think their hair. Um, one had a shaved head and one had, like, long, shaggy hair. Um, and it was just, like, a whole fucking thing. And they were the worst. And I, I, it's funny that in this book, like her sister Ren is like, no, we're having, we're going to have different rooms and we're not dorming together. And, um, you're going to have to figure this out on your own. And her sister is like, I don't want to say more well adjusted, but she's definitely like, no, I want to have like a college experience. I want to go out and have fun. Like I want to meet new people where her sister's like, wait, no, come back. I, I don't, I can't do this. Yeah, her, um, Ren is like definitely she's watched all of the movies I was complaining about and wants to fulfill the college <laughs> dream of just like getting shit faced at frat parties and like hooking up with randos and being like super cool and edgy. And Kath is just like, I'm gonna update my fan fiction, right? This story about these cute gay boys. Here's my thing you can do both. Like, <laughs> I was definitely that person. I definitely did both because I definitely played video games. I almost got arrested for buying a game uh, like when they thought that I was underage at GameStop in Philadelphia. And I think it was Persona 3. But I I like that there are two separate people where if they were formed together, they'd definitely be like one well-adjusted human being. That's the problem. They separated in a womb. <laughs> <laughs> they should have stayed together. Wow, yikes. Um, then they could have had one normal name. <laughs> uh. Not one that was, like, half a medical instrument. Just half of it. I definitely think Ren lucked out in the names department, because I'm assuming her name is just Ren. Like, it can't, you can't exact, like, make that longer. No, and it's just, like, the worst someone's going to call her is, what, Rennie? Like, oh, my God, Rennie. (laughs) No, that's awful. Hey, my name's Rennie. I'm 24. I'm from Kansas, Tennessee, and I just want to party. I'm a Libra. Gross. She probably joined a fraternity. I almost had a fraternity. She, hey, whatever. That's her thing. She'll find a way in. It's rush week, apparently, in uh, Philly. So there's just, it's it's rough. Is that a thing? It's literally January. Why are they rushing right now? I don't, I specifically went to a school that didn't have Greek life because it all makes no sense to me. But like, <laughs> I was driving through University City and they, there was just like, literally a line of girls outside of a fraternity waiting for the party to start. Like it looked like a dance club. They were like all dressed to the nines, just waiting in the cold to go into this house. House don't get cold. That's true. Anyway, back to where we are. I hope you're enjoying your poppers and your um, chicken parm. Eggplant. 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 (laughs) No meats with feeds. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's my catchphrase. Ew. Wait, so you eat fish? I do eat fish, yeah, but I don't eat any animals that are above the water. <laughs> no animals. <laughs> no animals. What no. if it's what if it's a flying fish? Do you, can I'm, you eat flying I, fish? I don't. No, I don't think so. That's not allowed. <laughs> I found a loophole for you. Okay, so um, Kath, her roommate's name is Reagan. I believe it's pronounced. Um, she is the girl who is dating Levi. I'm going to call him Levi, so we're sticking to Levi. Yes, Levi is weird. Levi, I, you know, it's probably Levi, and I'm looking at it, but I 
always take on my own pronunciation of people's names in books because it's not like pronounced to me. Yeah. Not to bring it back to Harry Potter, but I literally <laughs> had a bet with my brother on how to pronounce Hermione's name before the movies came out and I won. So it's Hermione, right? It's Hermione. He thought, well, I guess maybe the British version is, I don't know. He fucking called her like Hermione or something. I was like, you need to leave. Herman. Her name is Hermie Gr- Herman Granger. Wait, no, I have a fake picture of, oh wait, no, I sent it to my brother Frankie. Um, there's like a unlicensed Halloween costume that you can get where it's funny. Cause like, I don't pay licensing fees for costumes. Like the people who make them clearly do, but the one on this bag, Hermione Grinder. Top student at chalkboards. <laughs> no. Chalkboards. <laughs> Top student. Chalkboards. My alternate universe, Hermione, that I'm writing for my um, Hermione fanfic. I don't know. She doesn't have a pairing yet. We'll figure it out. I hated the pairing. <laughs> We're never going to get through this book. <laughs> I hated the pairing of, what was it, Draco and Hermione. I was like, why? They don't even, like, talk. Unacceptable. The only the only thing that's acceptable is Draco and Harry. It's got to be gay. Wow. Um. I liked Fred and George and Harry. This is an avenue I've never I've never gone down, but I'm intrigued. Excuse me. How oh, yeah. have you not? Speaking of fan fiction, excuse me. Well, I also have like a weird obsession with Oliver Wood, just like in general. Like I, <laughs> he, he's my favorite character. Like I just love him so much. He's so pure and just like a good sports boy. Um, sports boys. He um... and just like it. There's very few in the world, but there are a small handful of excellent Harry and Oliver Wood fics that I have reread multiple times. Wow. Um, Jesus Christ. So, I really identify with Cap. So, um, I see that you're just, like, really laying it on about how you identify with Cap. So, you know what's funny? I feel like I would have been the roommate that, like, had a boy over and you're like, who is this person? No, I don't think so. Him being in the room before I'm in the room. It's funny, like, the, I guess the next chapter, he's waiting outside the door, and he's like, hey, I'm, like, uh, I'm waiting for Reagan. And she's like, okay. Like, I'm not letting you in the room. And Levo's just like, why can't I sit in the room with you? She's like, uh, I believe, I literally just reread this. She said it It feels rapey, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stay out here now. I don't want to go in there. <laughs> I feel bad for him. I don't, I don't think, think I would, would ever say, say that, that out loud. But it's um, definitely like that's completely understandable. And she even says like you you understand why this feels rapey, right? And he's like, okay, I'm not gonna um, come in with you. Uh, I'm gonna wait out here. Especially, Especially assuming, assuming if they um, went through all of the like freshman year crap that you have to go through, where they like definitely make you sit down and like talk about like sexual assault on campus, which like is a very important thing to talk about, obviously. But like that would be me i'd be like i just watched to our seminar on about how all of my neighbors are gonna assault me so you're definitely not allowed in my dorm room like yeah i you know it's funny my school didn't offer that woof so getting like into the book this kid in her class is like such a super douche and i feel bad that kath like doesn't see it because his, he's he's terrible yeah his name is nick he's of course it's nick. awful god there's a really good twitter that's like it's like guy in your like grad school writing class or something i think that's it's something along those lines but it's just like all of the tweets are like just really obnoxious like pretentious garbage and that's it's nick that's who he is yeah so nick and kath they decide to start writing something together just to do it because nick is like you have to write something with me like you are so good at writing i want to do something together and then there's like it's them meeting like every what is it like every tuesday i believe yeah they go to 
still a library basement and which is accurate because I definitely like that was where people met up for projects was in the <laughs> basement of my library. I think because I was in the photo department, I always was in like the printing lab. That's where everything went down. Like nothing went down in the library. It always went down in the printing rooms. Yeah. Well, I, I also, when I was in college, didn't know what I was going to do for a while. Like I didn't declare my major really until I was a sophomore. So I spent a lot of my freshman year taking writing classes because that was the only thing that I knew that I really liked was writing because I had been writing fan fiction and stuff pretty much. <laughs> like, I, I'm not joking. I see this book is like about me because like... It's about me. It's me. It's about me. No, but I, with not to like jump ahead, but there's a part where Kath submits one of her fanfics as like a writing assignment. Her teacher gets really upset at her. Please don't tell me you did that. Please don't tell me you okay, did that. So no, I don't want to hear that. smart because I changed the characters' names in the settings, but uh, I basically used the same. I had a short fic that I had written that I just really liked no. the style of how I wrote it. No. I know. I'm not, I'm not defending. Listen, I was like, <laughs> I was 18. Okay. Yeah, you know what? You're fine. You're I fine. was a baby. I was a baby. But um, but I did the same thing. I mean, I changed it. I, I like, but I basically took that the story I had already written that was a fic and I Fifty Shades of Grey it I guess is what you because that happened because that was a Twilight fan I honestly just puked in my mouth I mean I changed the characters names I adjusted a little bit and stuff but I used basically a fanfic as a writing assignment once yeah was it was it Jonas Brothers fanfiction please tell me it was Jonas Brothers fanfiction oh it might have been oh god oh no it was based on that age that it was definitely either Jonas Brothers fanfiction or like Kingdom Hearts fan fiction. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing in general. No, please laugh at me. <laughs> oh my god. It's okay. At least you weren't so self-obsessed you wrote a story about your fake life. Yeah. Um, I th- I, my uh, pseudonym is definitely not Rainbow Rowell. This isn't my book that I wrote about me. Uh, I am a separate person, I swear. Are you sure? Because this writing style reminds on page 67. I'm just kidding. But yes, Nick, it was like, every time he was in a scene, I wanted to scream. And I was just seeing like it's a movie right now. I wish it was. I think there's one part where... I de- so I definitely remember reading this the first time and not thinking Nick was so bad at first. And then him slowly... You slowly kind of like he starts to do things that are a little like oh he's kind of gross and then he and then he becomes like a major dick by the end of the book because they have to like make him seem absolutely horrible because you want to be rooting for Levi. So like, funny that's literally the whole time I'm just like I know I'm supposed to like Levi more but he's dating uh, Reagan so I'm not supposed to. So Nick is literally placed in this book as like the alternate diversion, if you will. And I didn't like him the whole time. I'm just like, he seems terrible. And I'm just like, well, it's her first friend, like, and they both really like writing. Maybe it's just like me not picking up on like a writer's personality or something that like, maybe this is just something that I don't understand. Cause I'm, I'm really bad at writing. Like <laughs> I can't ghostwrite anything. Like when someone sends me a meme and they're like, did you ghostwrite this? I just want to be like, I can't write for shit. So, like, no, I didn't. But as the book just progressed, Nick just got worse and worse. And it was just like, okay, please start dating Levi. Please kiss him, please. I think there's, like, a point um, when they're writing, they're collaborating together for the first time, and it shifts back and forth between what Kath is writing, what Nick is writing, and everything Nick is writing is just, like, pretentious garbage. It's like the He's girl like, only keeps smoking. It's, it's that meme right now, and it's like, her lips smell like cigarettes. Have you seen that meme? No, but it sounds exactly like what he was writing. That's literally what it was, and it was just like, everything was just like a pretentious, like, callback to something else, and I, I have to find that meme and send it to you, 
But there's like a meme online. It's like male poets be like, and it's like her. She smelled like cigarettes. She looked like a cigarette. She was a cigarette. She was a lit cigarette. She was on fire. And that's literally everything that Nick was writing was like that. And Kath was literally like, let me redirect this to sound more like this. And that's why I liked that she was like much more, well, I don't want to say like well prepared for writing because of all the fan fictions she had written, but Kath's fan fictions, I don't think we've mentioned this. Kath is like really well known online for writing Simon Snow fan fiction. Like she has a huge following and this whole book is her trying to figure out if she's going to be able to finish her version of like, I guess the last book before it comes out and everyone's like waiting for her to finish it, like see how she does it versus like how, um, I forget who writes the Simon Snow books. What oh, it's like Gwendolyn something. It's like Gwenevy. Oh my God. Wait, Gemma T. <laughs> Leslie. It's the first page. Thank God. I didn't have to flip through it. But um, Gemma T. Leslie. So it's her like combating like schoolwork and finishing this fan fiction before Gemma T. Leslie can put out the last book. And that's like the whole like source of contention for Kath. She like really feels like she has to finish this thing. Yeah. She, I mean, I think the thing that I liked about this book too a lot is that like she her writing isn't bad because you do get to see examples of her writing in the the beginning of each chapter is either an excerpt from the actual books or an excerpt from like one of her fanfics which i loved i loved that touch and i like that they have the year dates on them so i'm just like oh this is so cool to see that she's like it's going back and forth between the writing yeah it's i think i think that might be the best bit because there's i enjoyed her story i really enjoyed it but there were like certain parts in the book and i think i get this with any time the a book is split between two stories stories that are kind of like going back and forth but aren't connected where I'd be like reading like the excerpt from the like Simon Snow thing and I'd be like no I want to I want to read that where's that which is probably why Mabel Rowell ended up writing Carry On like really actually funny. I follow um I follow Rainbow on uh on Twitter and she responds to things which is so awesome and I remember reading in Carry On that she was just like so in love with writing it and like so like invested that she was like i have to do this i have to write this book and i i actually really really appreciated the fact that she did carry on as well because i can imagine that she made like making an entire world based within a world like you'd get like really committed to doing it to make sure that everything follows through correctly and everything flows right and i love that i had the same exact feelings when it got to like the parts where it's like the chapter intervals i was like wait but i want to read more about that yeah i was there's like parts where it's Sometimes it's, like, actual excerpts, and sometimes it's Kath's fanfics, and nothing's, like, crazy, but sometimes it would be, like, really sweet and romantic, and I was like, oh, I want to keep reading this story. Like, this is so cute. And, you know, it's funny that I think one of the descriptions on Carry On, which is something that applies to this book, too, is that there's, like, a lot of kissing, which I really loved. Um, And I like that with Fangirl, it was definitely a slow burn to the part where... So, (laughs) I don't know if you listened to my last podcast. I split it up into spoilers and non-spoilers. So, I guess if we want to talk about Levi, we have to talk about spoilers, right? Yeah. I mean, we we could talk about him a little bit before we do anything spoiler. I think. Okay, yeah. So, um... <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard yeah. to talk about books without me being like, here's the whole thing. My favorite part was the last page. My favorite thing of the whole book was the ending line of the... It's just like... Also, um, I didn't realize how thick this book was. And it's funny, I was looking at it the other day, and I was like, oh, it's like a 250-page book. It is... 
a 438-page book, which isn't long, but um, when you're getting back into reading after reading so many things unrelated to, like, I guess, romance, like, I had to read so many art books in college that, for me, getting back into reading things that I actually really liked, it was really difficult. So, for me, this is, like, a long book. And I'm very embarrassed to say that because I've read college textbooks that were, like, much longer than this, and that was excruciating, but this is just, like, so, like such a joy. Yeah, I had, I mean, a similar but different experience where, because I remember I've read it and I was like, oh, yeah, it's not that bad. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to the audiobook before I do the podcast because I read it a couple years ago. So I'm like, refresh my memory. And the audiobook is 11 hours long, which is like not the longest audiobook I've listened to, but it's like mid ground, I'd say, for like lengthwise, for especially for like a fiction book. You know, it's really funny. If you think about CDs, I, CD that like for me I listen to a lot of pop music because I'm you're I'm gay obviously gay yeah <laughs> I'm trademark gay but if you think of like a CD like that someone puts out like a Lord CD that's like an hour and a half at most like and those are like what four minute long songs unless so, you're Lady Gaga and then they're like twelve <laughs> unless you're Lady Gaga Beyonce or any pop star right now those songs are about like four minutes long at most usually like that's a good median so I can't imagine like looking at something like that being 11 hours and being like oh this was, this is cake that sounds like a really long amount of time it's like moderately long amount of time but again like I think, well, I think the Outlander books are probably about 800 pages, maybe. They're thick. Oh, God. That sounds thick. Yeah. Um, but She's those audio- eight inches long. <laughs> those audiobooks are, um, they average between, like, 15 to, like, 20 hours. Uh, oh, my God. I mean, uh, that sounds like so much. I think that's why I like reading, because I feel like I'm not, like, waiting on... And I also, for me... The only, I, when I was a kid, my dad, I got him the Harry Potter audio tapes. And the guy who does uh, the voice acting in that is superb. Like, it's astounding. And um, every character has their own voice, like every single one of them, which I really appreciated. And he's British, so of course it's perfect. But that was the only thing that like I listened to on audiobook, and that was years ago. So I feel like maybe I would be interested in seeing if there's one for Carry On um, after. I feel like I want to do like a listening of Fangirl. It's the the audiobook is very good because the author or the author the reader does this great thing that I really like in audiobooks, where she changes the like inflection of her voice when she's doing different characters. But she doesn't do like a voice. So like when she like when there's like dialogue for Levi or something, she isn't like suddenly talking like this. Blah, she blah, doesn't blah, talk blah, blah. like a man. <laughs> yeah, which like I think happens more so with male um, like audiobook readers. Well, their voice will go up when they're doing female voices. Um, but she like she changes it slightly whenever she talks for specific characters, which is really nice. I feel like if I was reading an audiobook, it would just be, I would have to be like a reading of maybe Big Little Lies. So it's just all really sassy white women who are really upset that the school PTA meeting was on a Tuesday. That sounds exactly like what you need to do. Yes. <laughs> and that's when Rebecca realized the school PTA meeting was on a Tuesday. I don't think so. That's when yoga is. How are we going to do this? How am I supposed to get my ass in shape for my husband? Um, I think this is the only real downfall that I personally have with audiobooks is sometimes the How you're going to get your ass in shape for your husband? Well, yeah, that. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes the narrator is just 
terrible to the point where I can't listen to the book. Like she can't do it. It's just not possible. Like there was, there's another book series that's like a YA book series. My friend was trying to get me to read, which I still am interested in reading because it's like Magical Boys. Um, I don't know if anything is gay in it yet. I'll let you know. <laughs> I literally just leaned into my computer like you're sitting there in the other end, like bitch. Hello. What's where you're gonna have to tell me that off the um, air? Once I yeah, once I look into it more, but it's like a YA novel. It's about younger characters and stuff and the guy who's reading it is this like very old like posh british guy like and his just voice was like he was reciting like shakespeare and it was not i was like if there is any kind of romance in this book i'm gonna be uncomfortable so like i need to stop (laughs) oh my god that's like you know it's funny i was lysander in my school's play of midsummer's night dream and i literally just tried to remember any of the lines and nothing came to my mind at all but the voice of oh mm-hmm. yeah it was it was not a good time my old rich white man voice so we're gonna talk about levi is it, i think that's what yeah, we're supposed think, to be doing i hate this is gonna be the longest podcast ever i'm so sorry to everyone do you want to what happens do we want to just say spoilers and then we can talk about him freely. Yeah, let's just say spoilers. That That's fine. Okay, so in this part of the podcast, it's spoiler time. So get into it. Here we are. We're doing it. We're talking about Levi and all of the spoilers around him. Are you ready? Get I, set. I'm go. so ready. <laughs> yes, thank God. I'm trying to do my like sexy narrating voice. Ooh, let's talk about Levi. Let's I talk about Levi. Love him. I feel <laughs> like I There's just want to... So- I just, I just love him so much. He's so cute. He's such a good, like, college-age boy character. He's such a good boy. If he was an animal, he would be a puppy. He's such he, a good boy. He'd be Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No. That's amazing. But he's so sweet. I mean, so I guess the only male characters that are not Simon and Baz, um, so the only male characters that are, like, actually in the storyline are Nick, Levi, and then their dad. Yeah, and the dad, so with the dad, uh, he's not been well-adjusted since the divorce. So um, as I mentioned in, like, the description of the book, their parents leave at, like, a young age because she really wasn't planning on having kids. Like, she just wanted to, like, live her life, if I remember correctly. So I think that's where Ren kind of gets that, too, um, where, like, Kath is very much like her father, where she's, like, I don't want to say fragile, but she's she's fragile. You know, the wrong thing happens, and she kind of crumbles uh, into herself, whereas, like, her dad is the same way. And um, the only, like positive male uh influence in this book is levi and even though he's the only positive one he still like fucks up if you will yeah he definitely does but he's he's very sweet he's very like wholesome um wholesome farm boy he's a wholesome farm boy he is he's like taking like classes for agriculture and stuff and he's just like very he's so sweet to cat i think the first like definitive thing that happens between comparing nick and levi together is like she, I, I feel like she talks to nick about her fix or she says something or maybe she's talking to regan i don't know but she talks to someone about it and it's like not a like a great reaction it's like okay yeah i think it's regan she talks to regan 
thinking about it at one point, and she's just like, all right. And Levi's just like, you write fan fiction? I want to read this. He's Yeah, he's so, he's like so invested. I think there's like a point where she's talking about it, and she's like, yeah, I write like Simon and Baz, blah, blah, blah. And one of the one of the other characters is like, they're not gay. Like, what do you like? What's going on? Like, they're not in love. <laughs> and I wrote this down. I took like two notes, and one of the two notes, notes one full page. <laughs> one of the notes is, uh, I think Regan says like um, something about them, and Kath goes, "Leave them alone. They're in love." Oh my god! <laughs> this is about you. Oh it's about god. me. I literally wrote that, and then I just wrote me, 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 and I'll cast. <laughs> wow! 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 Wowie! That's um, literally amazing. Great. And then they say something like, "Well, they're, they don't fall in love in the the books," and she's like, "Well, no, they're in love when I write them," which I think is like the cutest thing she says ever and like such a good encapsulation of how like Cass feels about these characters that she's writing fan fictions about. Yeah and I think uh, funny because uh, I play a lot of Final Fantasy 15 and the four guys in that are so portrayed as like they love each other to like the ends of the earth and there's like the DLCs that came out and like the one guy basically is like well this person has to live so if I have to die to make sure that he lives that's fine and he like basically sacrifices himself to the gods of old and like everyone is taking that as like they're in love and so there's like a million fan fictions about them and obviously like in the in the game they're like not canonly in love with each other but with fan fiction writers like this like Kath she's like well I'm seeing something that like I think other people see and that's why I'm writing this and I I think that's adorable yeah it's it's so sincere and I think also that's why I love Levi so much because he's just kind of like that's it, that's not what I would think, but just immediately accepts it and is like a hundred percent okay. Into it, he's he like, loves, yeah, he loves them, and she loves that she's like, yeah, these two guys are gay, and I like writing stories about them, and he's like, I'm into it. Yeah, and it's funny. So with um with their relationship, he asks her to start like reading the fan fiction to her. And she's convinced he can't read. And I'm pretty sure it's because he doesn't like reading. He just likes, he likes audiobooks versus reading. Me. <laughs> He's li- so literally our relationship, again, he really likes audiobooks versus reading. So um, I think he's like failing his classes at some point. And Kath well, he, is like, what do yeah, you Yeah, he talks <laughs> about it. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. He talks about it. He's like, I think I'm failing my classes. And she's like, what do you mean you're failing your classes? Well, it's the whole, um, cause I literally was just listening to this part. Cause I didn't finish re-listening to the audiobook. So I probably mm-hmm. am honestly just going to finish listening to it though. After we talk about it anyway, cause like it's a good book. It's but, so um, good. But I literally just listened to this part cause he's, um, he goes to their dorm to find Regan because she's supposed to help him read. Um, and she's not there and he's like freaking out and he's really stressed about his test he has to take. Oh yeah. And Kath is like, I don't understand why you can't just read this book yourself. Like you're using your girlfriend to do all your homework for her because she just thinks they're dating the whole time. Cause like a guy can't hang out with a girl without them dating in her head, which is like totally an assumption. I also would have made as an 18 year old in college. <laughs> so but aren't again. they actually dating though? Aren't Reagan and Levi dating and then they're like, well, we're no longer doing this. Yeah, they, they're dating. They break up like 
off screen is never mentioned until it's like relevant to Kath, I guess. Yeah, um, that's true. But he basically talks about how he has a lot of trouble reading things and understanding them. So he likes to listen to audiobooks. He like records his lectures that he goes to so he can re listen to his professors talking instead of like taking notes and reading textbook. Um, but he like literally like needs Regan to help him read books because he's just like, I'm assuming some kind of like dyslexia or something like that, but like severe, but I think that's, I think he actually mentions that specifically, but he definitely can't do reading. No, but it's so sweet that he, so there's this whole thing where he asks her to start reading her fanfic to him earlier in the book and it's like this bonding thing they do and they get to know each other but then it becomes this like just absolutely like heartwarming like so cute romantic moment where she reads the book to him so that she can pass his test so she just they stay up all night together and she reads the book aloud to him and it's just like the cutest thing in the world very cute very much in love with that um and it's funny the amount of description that and it's obviously the book is from cat's like point of view there's like so much description of levi and his hair and his widow's peak oh yeah she talks about his hair all day it's like sandy brown (laughs) slicked back he has this like receding hairline but this like super dramatic widow's peak which she's like like, really into which is so funny there's one point where she describes it as like vampiric and i was like this is why (laughs) she he is her best even though he's much more pleasant than best I, the, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we should probably also talk about, um, with her relationship with her sister, um, they like hang out occasionally, but like, obviously, um, I almost said Kath, Ren is going out a lot and partying a lot and she gets, I believe like alcohol poisoning, like deeper into the book. And it like makes her like, I think, was that before or after her dad's like meltdown? I can't remember because I haven't re-listened to that part, but I think that happens. Well, she starts, Ren starts talking to their mother again, and Kath is really upset about it. Um, yeah, because she doesn't want anything to do with her mom, and Ren is like, no, we should, like, get to know her. Like, I want to know my mom, and, like, you should too. And she's just like, nope, nope, don't think so. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her dad is like, I, I don't think they explicitly go into this, but I seriously think the dad has, like, manic depression because... Oh, he He, 100% does. And I don't think they need to specifically say it because he 100% does. Because he's not taking care of himself. He's, like, focusing, like, crazily on this, like, this one case. So he's, like, he does ads. So he has to come up with, like, jingles and stuff, I believe, where, like, companies will pick like, something that he's written. Yeah, he, he like, calls Kath and, like, leaves her voicemails at, like, 3 in the morning. With like, he's like, <laughs> I'm going to build a slide in the house. It's going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, super, super hype, like, so manic. And then he, like, doesn't talk to her for, like, a week and a half. And she's, like, panicking because she thinks, like, something is wrong. It's so, I think... I think another thing this book does really well is like all of the characters have some kind of like mental illness, but it's not explicit and it's not like the crux of their character. No. And it's not over overdone where it's like, Oh, this is their only trait. This is all they are. And it's not a hindrance to their character either. It's just kind of like, 
this is what real people are like, and this is kind of how you should deal with it. I mean, some of it's a little bit off, but I think, yeah, I think also the reason that her sister basically like just goes on a bender is probably because of the same, the same reason. Yeah. I think, uh, she definitely was like, wanting to go out and explore more and be like normal so she thinks that like drinking heavily and you know being like party girl is like normal college stuff and like that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing and it definitely i think relates to the fact that she'd like she's missing her mom everything is different for her she's trying to be her own person and she basically drinks too much at one point and gets like put in the hospital and this is after she's like talking to her mom and the mom comes to the hospital and Kath is just like do you want to go visit your daughter like she's here and they get into a fight and the mom's just like bye I'm not dealing with this I've never wanted to deal with this it's not my thing yeah yeah that I think it's kind of redeeming somewhat for Kath when that happens because it's kind of like okay I know there was a reason why I hated my mother and here it is. Right. It's like, oh, no, you are a terrible person. You're reaffirming this. Yeah. And she's just like, I have never needed you in my life. My life. I have other things that like help me through my life. And <laughs> the, the Simon Snow stories were one of them. But that's like honestly how it is, though. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I've had specifically trying times in my life because, you know, I know lots of people have had really god awful, terrible experiences, but like when you're a teenager, everything sucks. All so, the time because it's technically the, you're experiencing a lot of things for the first time and it's the worst because it's the worst thing you can compare it to is what's happening at that moment in time. So like, yeah, yeah being a kid is very difficult because you've never experienced anything like this and you don't know how to handle it. And you're just like kind of left to adjust. Yeah, exactly. So I think the the grounding that she has, which is also I think why she's like clinging to it so much in college, is that like that's the one thing that's been constant through her life. Is oh, 100%. all of these books. The books have been there, and that's why she's she's also not. I don't think she's reacting well to the end of the books either. And she doesn't want them to end, but she also needs to finish her writing of it because it's like a contest with her. Like she needs to beat out like what Gemma's putting out because she's afraid that no one's going to care afterwards. There's a really good scene too in the library earlier where she, she's just like hanging out. And I think it's, it's after all of the bad things happen with Levi. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, um, so she's just kind of like she's slowly collapsing in on herself. Um, she like runs into a girl in the library who's wearing who like recognizes that she's wearing like a Simon Snow shirt or something, and they start talking about it. And then the girl is like, "Have you read this fan fiction? It's like my favorite thing in the world. Like, I think I love this fanfic author author more than I love the actual author who's writing the books." Yes, and it's Kath's fan fiction that she's talking about, which was like honestly like such a beautiful thing um, to like see that where it's like oh you really you really like me i think it, they put it in the portion of the book where she's like feeling really down i believe you just mentioned and it was good placement because i think if that wasn't in there she would have just continued to spiral more yeah definitely and if it had been anywhere else in the book it would have been like weird and like it just wouldn't have worked yeah so it was good placement for that let's talk about levi our good boy levi let's talk about what he did wrong mr peanut butter screwed it up <laughs> Okay, so there's a part where Levi's having, like, a house party, and they had just been getting closer. They weren't, like, I guess, officially dating, I don't believe. 
so right before this is the whole like super gushy I love it forever scene where she's reading to him. Yes. So and she's then like, oh, they fall asleep. I have, yeah. So she's like, oh, I'm dating this boy now. <laughs> well, the, I, I mean, okay. So me again. Let's talk about how this is me. <laughs> they fall. They like are reading together, and then they're cuddling, and then he kisses her, and then they both fall asleep. Yes. And they wake up to Regan busting into the room being like, what the hell's going on? And Kath freaks out because she's like, oh shit, they're still dating because she thinks they're still dating. And Levi panics because he, I think he's like, he's late for work also. It's just like everything He's late wrong. for work at Starbucks. He works at Starbucks. Baby boy's got to pay those bills. All those bills for all those agricultures. Mm-hmm. Um, so he runs out and Kath doesn't talk to him or see him at all. And then Regan convinces her to go to his, the party he's having at his house. So this is like the first time they see each other after this like super cute romantic moment. And he doesn't even, so he doesn't even see her at the party, right? Like she goes in, sees the kissing happening in I think the kitchen and she's like, Oh, Ooh, great. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I can't do this. Yeah, they go to, like, find him, and he's, like, making out with some rando at the party, and she immediately is like, I'm, bu- no, I'm done, bye, nope, never again, I'm, I tried socializing once, and I'm over it. I'm never socializing ever again. Just, it's, no, she's, yeah, so she runs home, and, and Regan follows her, and it's, it's sad cast time. And I believe she, that's when the sister thing happens. I think she's like, I'm gonna go home, I'm dropping out of school, like, this isn't a thing for me anymore. Yeah, she, I think, well, that doesn't, I can't remember, when does all the weird, when does all the terrible stuff with Nick happen? So that happens later on. Um, She's, uh, so the terrible thing with Nick is that uh, they're writing that thing together, and the teacher gives an assignment for, like, the end of the school year that's, like, I believe, or no, it's, like, midterm, I think. Uh, No, it's towards the end of the school year. It's, like, one of their finals, I think. Yeah, because it's after Christmas break. Yes. So after Christmas break, um, they're given this assignment for, um, it's like one of their finals or something. It's like a huge grade. And he's like, hey, I'm going to turn in this thing that we've been writing together because I can't think of writing anything else. And she's just like, okay, um, yeah. Uh, And she doesn't like really tell him how she feels about it. And then he just turns it in. And I believe he gets a really good grade. And the teacher's like, hmm. This doesn't seem right. Yeah, that sounds right. I think, yeah, I, the same teacher who has previously, like, yelled at her for plagiarism because she submitted fan fiction to the class. <laughs> and she's just like, listen, I get fan fiction. I don't, I don't want you doing that because it's not yours. It's not yours to write about. And she's like, well, this is all I can write about. Cass is like, I can't write about anything else. And the teacher's like, uh, yeah, you can. Try harder. I mean, I understand that as like a thing. It's definitely, it definitely makes writing a lot easier um, because your world is already built for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like a great thing to do as like, all right, let me like maybe write like a figure, write something else um, to like get started. But I would never like seriously like submit like a full fanfic and be like, yeah, I wrote this. This is my work. This is no my thing. I wrote it. It's all about me. My name is Cather. I'm 16. I just want to party. 
I'm sorry. I'm a Libra. <laughs> I'm rushing at Kappa Kappa Tai. Kappa Kappa Tide Pod. Well, uh, I never want to speak to you again after that. Bye bye. See you later, guys. The podcast is done forever. Uh, okay. Yeah. So all of that is happening um, with Levi, and then I guess the ter- all the stuff starts happening with her sister. Yes, all of this stuff happens with her sister, I believe, um, right after Christmas break. And her dad has the manic episode around that time. And she's like, I'm not going. Like, I'm not going back to school. And her dad's like, the fuck did you just say to me? You're not going back to school? And she's like, I don't, I don't want to. I don't, it's not going to happen. But he's like, yeah, okay, sure, Jan. He sure jans her hard. Sure jans her so hard and then has a mental break, I believe. And then the, uh, the drinking happens. Um, it all takes place during like a very, very snowy time. Yeah. I think, I think she decides she doesn't want to go back for the semester during Christmas break, I guess. And then. Hi, we know what we're talking about. I know. I, I didn't finish listening, re-listening to the audiobook, So I'm reaching back into my brain from two years ago. Um, your gay brain, my grain. Ugh. Well, if that was bad, edit that out. Okay. Um, <laughs> nope, I'm keeping it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then her sister basically continues her insane uh, habits that she was doing in college where she was just partying really hard and stuff. But I, I think also um, that part, like, her, she gets, she basically gets alcohol poisoning, but this the dude that her sister was, like, like, Kath had seen her sister at the bar with this guy, and she just assumed that he was, like, some rando. And I think he ends up being, like, a really cool person, doesn't he? Did I make I, that up? I believe he takes her to the hospital and was like, something happened. I think she has a problem. If I remember correctly, maybe this is the only other positive male influence we have in the book. Um, he's not, like, a super important character, but they they had gone out to on two different event like occasions, her and her sister, and the guy was at the one occasion like drinking heavily with this with uh with um Ren. I keep almost saying Cather and I'm like I mean to say Ren. That's happening. And he's he's like not a big big character. He's very like very subplot, if you will. But yeah, she has the alcohol poisoning. Her mom is there. She confirms Kath's like idea that like her mom is crappy. She leaves. Her dad comes um, after like flying in. He was like out on a business trip and he flies in and forces his, his daughter to go to like, I believe, counseling for it. Sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds real. Sounds like non-fake news. Um, I think, yeah, I think this book ends with everyone in some kind of therapy, bettering themselves. <laughs> it doesn't. It Maybe. should. It should, it but should. it doesn't. Well, the two, so Ren and her dad, um, they are both, like, realizing that they have to be better about things, even though Ren's just like, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not an alcoholic. And her dad's like, shut the fuck up. You are. How dare you? I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a Libra. <laughs> Wow, I want that tattooed on my forehead. I'm going to keep bringing this joke back. It's, it's never going to stop. I can't wait for you to do it when we talk about carry on next time. Oh, God. I have no, I don't even know anything about astrology. I just, I think I'm a Libra is the funniest thing. It's not as funny with the other, like, what are no, signs? No, I mean, me screaming, I'm a Virgo, everything makes sense. Oh, but, yeah, sure. <laughs> because I'm manic all the time. I have to be right. And I am insane. Yeah, so I think uh, me talking about being a Virgo is pretty on par. Sounds ideal. Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> it's not ideal. It's bad. Anyway, okay, so 
to this book that we're supposed to be talking about. Okay, so I think we've gotten through, like, the majority of the story um, in terms of, like, everything. So we're getting near the end and, like, the official release date for Gemma's last book in the Simon Snow. I almost said trilogy. LOL. The Simon Snow set of books is coming. And Kath is trying to figure out if she is able to handle, like, the writing load of, like, her school assignments and writing this fan fiction and, like, completing it before Gemma does because it's, like, a goal that she set for herself. And... Levi and her, after a certain point, like, they start talking again, and Kath is like, hey, I saw you kiss that girl, and he's like, wasn't, it shouldn't have happened, I don't, I didn't mean it, it was bad. And they, after a few chapters, like, get back to talking to each other, and continuing reading uh, the fanfiction to him, which is still really cute, and I, every time she's reading this fanfiction, I feel, to Levi, I feel like she's gonna bang him, and it doesn't happen, and I'm like, oh god. Would you agree? Like, every time they get yeah. to I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna bang. Nothing, nothing is better foreplay than reading fanfiction to each other, honestly. Wow. Um, I, I made in. that up, but, like, take it for what you will. <laughs> um, I've never actually uh, done that. I don't believe you. Um, Not with another person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm a gay mess. I'm a guess. Ugh. God, you just keep doing it. I'm sorry. I uh, I just, I don't even know. You're, it's fine. You're easily excited about gay things. Aren't this we is all? true. Aren't we all? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, every time they do the reading, I'm just like, wow, they're going to bang. They don't. That's the one thing in this book, which I actually appreciate there isn't a sex scene. Like, it doesn't happen. And I don't think Rainbow Rowell does those. I think it's just like a lot of kissing happens which i think they actually have in the description of carry on is like just as much kissing as you would expect from rainbow rowell and i'm like i haven't ever felt like i needed more kissing that sounds ideal that's yeah it sounds exactly like what i want i want a slow burn and i want lots of smooches so many smooches and so uh as it gets towards the end of the book she's realizing that she can't pick like finishing this like fan fiction and like doing well in school and i i can't talk about the ending in full because that's not what i do here i don't want to spoil the ending completely for everyone spoil everything (laughs) except the last page (laughs) no like well the last page really does um i guess i don't want to let me look at the last page one second the last chapter actually starts with uh her saying that there's a boy in her room so just like the book started yeah that's really really cute too i love anything that um any book that like mirrors itself like that at the beginning and the end yes exactly and it's funny i actually would be interested to read you know like the little inner excerpts i guess they're called um where it's supposed to be like something that she wrote i would be interested to read them like thoroughly and see if i can find them in carry on oh yeah well some of them are like from rando fix that like her and her sister wrote because that's yeah. like another whole thing is that when they were younger, they used to write fix together, and then it became just Kath writing fanfics. Now that we've gotten through the majority of the book, um, if they were to make a movie out of this, who would you have as who? Tell me. Spill your tea. I I cannot think of an actress who I'd want, or I... So, would it be... Would it have to be twins, or would it be like a Lindsay Lohan situation where we would have the same actor playing I twins. feel like if we had Lin- a Lindsay Lohan situation, it would it, it's, like, too funny for, like, what this book is. Like, it's like, wow, that's a horrible wig, because her sister has much shorter hair. Oh, that's true. That's, like, one of their defining features. 
Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I can't think of who I would want for the girl. The Anyone who played Levi would have to just be like super cute little nugget. And the only person who's coming to my head right now who is not he's too old because I can't think of any younger actors. Well, he's, he's young, but, um, Grant Gustin is, who is the flash on the CW TV show. He's I just want like, to throw myself at Grant Gustin so hard. It he's hurts so me. cute. I feel like he'd be a good job. Cause he's like super lanky, super charming, super endearing, but he's also very, very good at being like awkward and like geeky. I think my pick would be the guy who plays... Uh, so basically the whole cast of Riverdale, honestly. I mean, that would be great. If the, whoever played... Um, whoever was Regan was the same actress who played Cheryl, I would yes, lose my mind. <laughs> exactly, 100%. So Cheryl as her or her sister, because I feel like she has enough, like, fuck you, I want to be my own person in, you know, in her. Yeah, there is a lot of descriptions of Regan as being, like, super curvy and, like, super, like, sexy and, like, because Kath compares herself to her a lot because they're roommates and she's just like, I don't have, like, nice big boobs like her and, like, I don't know how to, like, walk around like I'm awesome and I'm like, oh, baby girl, get some confidence, it'll be okay. I think, yeah, I would honestly probably pick, I feel like the majority of the cast of Riverdale. And, like, maybe some of the girl, like, some of the people from Gossip Girl when they first started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be. So, like, when Gossip Girl, like, w- like the first season, like, maybe we could have, oh, my God, what if um, Dan Humphrey as Levi? Whatever. I have to, Penn Bagley. I have to look that up. I don't know who that boy is. Penn Bagley. His cheekbones are unreal. They look like they can cut you. It's just oh, that opinion. boy. Yeah. yeah, he would be good. He would be good. He's we just cute. have to give him, like, lighter hair. Actually, you know what? He would be really good as Nick. Ooh, because he's a pretentious writer. Yeah, and he's yeah. got, like, Nick is constantly described as, like, having really dark features and, like, his eyebrows are like a prominent feature in his face and they like, talk he, about his eyebrows and how perfect they are all the time it takes up his whole face all day all day about his eyebrows oh my god yeah i would talk about that too yeah i think he would be a good nick that would be a good time i think it would be funny if the like writing teacher was like roseanne Barr or something just someone some crazy like why are you acting still like I don't want Roseanne Barr in anything because she's a crazy Trump supporter. <laughs> I just like that was the first person that came to mind. I'm trying to think of, no, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like an older actress who is just like a comedian who just does cameos now kind of person. I can't think of it. Uh, Meryl Streep. Let's, no, let's make the writing teacher Meryl Streep. Let's do that. Let's make the whole cast Meryl Streep. <laughs> Specifically Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a good actress who would be good for Kath and her sister or whatever. It would probably be like TBH. They would be like, oh, Anna Kendrick, that's perfect or something. (laughs) No, Anna Kendrick would be like Reagan or something. Like she can't be main character. I'm sorry. No, no, it would be terrible. Yeah, she's not. I think she's funny, but she can't be a main character. It would probably, they'd probably make Scarlett Johansson. Like, honestly, they'd be like. Oh, she's young and she's, you know, cute. Yeah, that sounds... It'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. Mm. I can't... Mm. Yeah. No, it would definitely be... what Jennifer Lawrence. They'd make it Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Or um, Shailene Woodley. Who, who is it? Oh, the one from um, Big Little Lies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. I actually wouldn't mind that, but I don't think she wants to do that. 
Oh, you know, would be who would be great for Regan? Except no, she would just be straight up great. Would be Emma Roberts. Oh my God! Yes, holy crap! Yes, oh my God! I've done it. I've Thank cracked you. the code. <laughs> I've cracked the code. Emma Roberts. As long we as have she to. gets, as long as she gets to be horrible, I think she's able to do it. Yeah, or she would be. She would be good as um, Ren's terrible friend. <sighs> Oh my god. Yes. Ren's terrible friend is the worst. She like is the reason that Ren is terrible to a her drunk, sister. Raging alcoholic, yeah. Well, Sophie, I feel like we've covered everything that we should talk about in this book. This is a very this book is like a weird it's like a weird thing because none of the actual characters in the in the actual storyline are gay, right? They're all straighties. Yeah, so <laughs> wow. Straight people are canceled two thousand eighteen. Straight. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> straights. The straights are at it again. Um, no, yeah. So the reason why I picked this book for this podcast, because I know everything's supposed to be like LGBTQ related, but I picked it because the thing is that she's writing like a gay story. So I, I thought it was like an interesting thing to have. Um, someone who hasn't, I don't think she hasn't had sex yet, right? She's a virgin. Is yeah. that mentioned? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a virgin who has been in a relationship before um, writing a gay fan fiction about like two magical boys. I thought that was like a really interesting thing. And I think that's why I was so like, I need to, I need to know where I can read the fan fiction, put it up online somewhere. There's um, probably actually a fan fiction of Simon and Baz. Like, I mean, I'm sure there is now because carry on is out, but yeah. maybe before that was something I really, really liked and appreciated um, that she actually, like there's there's a lot of detail even in that like it's like ha- like a full page of um like every divider it's like a full page of just like Simon Snow stuff and I really liked it and I got really invested in it and I think that was this was such a good preface for Carry On like it's like we wrote this book so we can write this other book and they're both so good I think it also again like. I relate so much to this character, but <laughs> in this, in like, I mean, things have gotten a lot better, but like the media representation of any like LGBT character, LGBT vampires. Very, yeah. Yeah. Every, LGBT V. Um, wow. It's very sparse. And even when there are characters, they're going to get shot and killed. So like, we don't have that many of them. So we really a lot don't. of the time, yeah, a lot of the time you, you have a media or a storyline that you really like, and then you go online and you make them gay so that you can have your own representation in the fandom you're already in. And that, you know, it's funny whenever I, I can't write like really well at all. Um, I'm surprised I have a college degree and that my, my teachers allowed me to exist in their classes. But I really appreciated when I was like younger going on and like reading like the gay versions of things because it made me feel like more comfortable and I always found the fan fiction of like the gay stuff like really gay. Um, <laughs> like I'm sorry, it's just like I don't know how to talk about it. <laughs> I, can, found- I can hear you blushing from here. I am. I'm 100 percent blushing. Whenever I found fan fiction online, I liked it would just like get really raunchy really quick, and I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm too young for this. But like, oh, I, yeah, I like that this is like a wholesome story. It's awesome yeah. fan fiction. Exactly. Everything is very sweet and stuff. I mean, yeah, there, there's definitely like a point where I'd be like, 
I just want to read a story about these people falling in love. Like, why they, like, we're, like, one paragraph in and someone's pants are off and, like, I'm not okay Listen, anymore. I, I appreciate that. Like, that's great. Especially if it's written well. I'm like, good for you for finding a way to make this happen. But I honestly, I hate slow burns and, like, cartoons. Like, I really want to scream about them. You know this. When I'm reading, I feel like I'm, like, more well, I'm, like, well-adjusted to it because I feel like I have to be okay with slow burns and things, especially with romance. And I'm not one to, like, straight trademark roadman, r- romance, <laughs> romance. A romance. A romance. But uh, this was so cute, and it was so wholesome. I was just like, Rainbow Rowell, you could literally write, like, a story about a trash bag being like made and I'd be like, Oh my God, it's so romantic. I live and die for a slow burn. But um, yeah, this was, this is just like a really super cute, like romantic uh, YA book. And it's like, it's a coming of age story, but it's not like pretentious or annoying. It's like genuinely like, Oh no, these characters are like learning stuff. And every character is like grows so much throughout the book. It's just, it's just so sweet. All right. Well, um, I think we've touched on everything that we need to touch on. Sophie, are you done talking about <laughs> about Fangirl? Do you need to tell us any more about yourself through Fangirl? I have a few more things I want to say about Harry Potter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, we're not. No, done. No, um, no, I think I talked about it enough. I just like identified with this character so much because this was me when I was little. I was very awkward and I spent a lot of my time writing and reading fan fiction and uh figuring out who i was as a person by reading a bunch of gay shit on the internet so well here we are today (laughs) you're talking to a gay on the internet instead of reading about gays on the internet it's it's a beautiful queer life i love it (laughs) rainbow Rowell, thank you so much for writing this book and then making carry on as a follow-up that was great um i can't wait to talk to you next time about carry on you uh, I think you're up for a treat, honestly. I'm really excited to read it because I honestly didn't know it existed until recently. You're so welcome. I, I saw it. I remember seeing it. And I remember seeing like, oh, I recognize this author. I think I read one of her other books in just like a bookstore or something randomly. And then like, I think you were talking to me about it. And I was like, wait, this is the same thing as the thing from Fangirl. And then it just, it's that gif of the exploding head that was me yeah wow amazing (laughs) i love that i'm very excited to carry on well get it finished soon um and then we can talk about it in our next episode of super lit (laughs) thank you i need to make like theme music for this maybe maybe after the third episode we'll see yeah you need some need like a soundboard that i think we need to work that into the the next episode Great. Perfect. Amazing. Um, thank you so much for listening to the second episode of super lit. My name is Brendan Patrick. And what's your name again? Uh, my name is, I need to talk about Harry Potter a little bit more. No. Goodbye. Thank you for listening guys. You've been awesome. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye.